Ken, you mentioned there the redesignation yeah. of salmon. Yeah. So explain. Well, I never thought I would see this during my career, but um, we're in a situation now where there's a group called the IUCN, which is the International Union for the Conservation of Nature. And they're responsible for actually designating all sorts of different species as to whether they're okay, are they endangered, are they disappearing or whatever. And the salmon, the Atlantic salmon, was of least concern. But yet in their report, just last December, they saw fit to designate the Atlantic salmon in the UK as endangered and anywhere else in its range as near threatened from a situation where it was designated as of least concern. So that certainly indicates very clearly um, the pressures and the stresses that are now on our Atlantic salmon populations. And we really do have to take this very seriously. What's gone wrong? Well, so many things have gone wrong, really, in the sense that um, we, in a more general sense, were responsible for the decline because we've altered our seas. And there's a huge issue in terms of the salmon survival at sea. But that apart, in terms of the man-made issues that they're facing into, they're numerous. Again, no more than the problems that we're talking about with the sturgeon, certainly connectivity and barriers. That's one big problem. Loss of habitat, where lots and lots of the rivers have been Ireland, have been drained, where we've had problems with pollution, where we've had all sorts of different problems in terms of lack of shading and so on. We also have a situation where they're now competing with a lot of other invasive species. So there's a whole range, a plethora of different problems that they're, uh, that they're facing into. And uh, in reality, we need to try and look at this in a logical way and see how best we can tackle the problems and tackle the most serious problems first. So through the Atlantic Salmon Trust that I do some work for, we came up some years ago with the idea of a likely suspects framework. And the idea was to try and look at all of these different challenges, all of the pressures, and to try and prioritise then the pressures that we need to tackle first. And that work is now ongoing and we have a lot of really, really good results beginning to come out of that, indicating very clearly the areas we can tackle, the timelines that are involved and how we might be able to tackle those problems. And can you, do you think? Yes, I think so. You know, um, I'm, I'm tempted by the sturgeon. The reason I'm tempted by the sturgeon is you have to win people's hearts and minds. And sometimes a great big programme is much more enticing for people than where you're, you know, niggling around the edges. So an umbrella species that would actually get people focused on our freshwater system mightn't be any harm So you think the sturgeon point. could be good for the salmon? I do, yeah. I think in the sense that if we can get a debate going, I'm not necessarily saying we're going to rush out and reintroduce them, but I think a good debate would get people focused around this fish and get us focused around how we can all get involved in trying to improve the salmon's habitat. And even the smallest streams in County Wicklow, we now have uh, groups of volunteers, community groups, now taking care of these small little archeries. And if we can spread that out, we certainly can help. OK, well, you, you mentioned the sturgeon as an umbrella fish. Yeah. So how does it give cover for the salmon? If we brought back the sturgeon, how does it make it better for the salmon? Well, it's not so much that it makes it directly better for the salmon itself, but what it does is the features that the sturgeon need in order to be successful would be very, very good for all our native fish species. We'd have to improve our barrier systems. We'd have to have a riverbed that was perfect for them to spawn in. The juveniles would have to have the conditions that they need, not just in the rivers, but in the estuaries. And increasingly, I'm becoming very concerned about our estuaries. 
we're running some courses at the moment in County Louth and we've had a great opportunity over the last two years to look at the estuaries of our bigger rivers. And we have problems in our estuaries. I think we've a lot of attention being focused on our rivers. But I think, again, something like this might get the debate going. And I think you have to be uh, very brave in terms of the steps you need to take if a species is now facing into a situation where it's now near threatened and is likely to be threatened in a very short space of time. And that's the salmon. And that is the salmon. Richard. Salmon, it seems to me, are tougher customers than we thought. They they have a few strings to their bow. Apparently, some actually breed in the rivers and don't go to sea at all. Others have become landlocked and are breeding in lakes and things like that. And the thesis that they are moving, that the huge distances they must travel when they get into the sea is responsible for the problem. Still, they are surviving in the rivers of Portugal and they're surviving in the rivers of France. So we have a long way to go before this animal is really in trouble. Or what do you think, Ken? You're right in the sense that maybe I should have made it clear that what we're talking about are individual populations here. It's really important to understand the way salmon work. 10, 12,000 years ago when they came into our rivers and indeed the rivers in Spain and Portugal and France at the same time when they came in after the ice, they actually adapted to individual rivers. So populations are different. So, for example, the population in the Liffey would be quite different genetically to the population of fish that would be in the Blackwater and Cork. So you have individual populations that appear to be doing better than other individual populations, and that's part of the likely suspects framework, is to look and see why that is the case. But in terms of what's happening, in uh, certainly on the borders with Portugal and Spain, there's a huge effort going on at the moment to do exactly what we've been describing in terms of habitat improvements and so on, to try and make sure that the remnant population of fish in those small isolated systems, that they are maintained. And certainly there is no doubt about it, as I say, it varies from river to river. But in general, the overall situation in terms of the populations that are coming under pressure is not a pretty sight at the moment.